Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For a segment by himself, and then we're going to get uh, Don in here. Don is just finishing up his other radio program that he does each and every week, so he's going to kind of crisscross paths with us. But uh, we've got Rashid Brown with us today. Right. Check out RashidBrown.com. And uh, the last time we had you on our broadcast, we have gotten so many positive comments about you. Uh, I, I wanted to chat with you wow. uh, uh, <laughs> about you, and uh, you are you are just amazing. I know that a lot of people have seen you on ABC, WSB Television, and 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 they love your passion. They love your uh, the, the the book is absolutely amazing. We get more feedback from folks that have picked up your book online and uh, and and love the book. Why is your book connecting with folks so much out there in uh, in the world around us? Um, actually, that I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, it's it's such a it's such a joy to be able to do what I do. I, I think maybe the reason why there there is a connection uh, is, is is it's from a real it's from a real life person. It's from a person I think who's who, who's taken the journey, and a person who has been what I like to say had been blessed to you know do some very unique and interesting things. And I turned around and I told the story, you know, and I wanted to share with people and help them how to be able to you know be what they want to be and understand this market and understand you know, how the economics of things work. And I think that when you get that from a real person, a person who's honest, a person who's transparent, I think people can connect. And I think maybe that's what they're they're feeling, possibly. Well, I'll tell you, you you, you are you are making uh, a lot of inroads with people. I know that, uh, like I said, folks just just love the heck out of you and your book. Um, I, I I know you've won some awards. Tell us a little bit about some of the awards you've won. Uh, yeah, I uh, just recently I had the wonderful opportunity, very humbling opportunity. Uh, to be able to receive uh, the Presidential uh, Barack Obama Lifetime Achievement Award for those individuals who have given their life to service. And uh, that was a, just such a wonderful experience. I never thought that I would uh, receive anything of that nature. So that was yes. very exciting. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just I found out uh, just yesterday that my company has been recognized as one of the 101 best and brightest companies to work for in Atlanta. So just very excited about the work that we're doing here in Atlanta, just touching businesses and really really, and really touching communities and schools and really touching our, our neighborhoods and, and really helping people to really be successful. Is Rashid Brown. He joins us today here on our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. And uh, we are going to try to connect here with Don Mazella and uh, bring him in here on a Skype audio and see if we can get our uh, our conversation started here about uh, uh, robots um, and uh, hey, Jiggy. I'm on. There uh, you are. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear us, Don? We hear you. 
can. Well, I've got Rashid Brown here, and uh, I wanted to discuss, uh, I wanted to get you guys together because we had you both individually on our broadcast to discuss robots and, and various things as far as manufacturing and, and different things, and you guys both made some excellent points, and we had a few uh, listeners suggest, why don't we get the two of you together? So <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Um, Rashid Brown, let's give you a little bit of details on Rashid. He has uh, been on various television and radio stations, including NPR, ABC, WSB Television. He's a top-selling author of Careeronomics, a, a practical guide for mastering personal development, employment success. Uh, Success in the 21st century, and of course, our, our good friend Don Mazella, SB Digest, and uh, he, of course, joins us each and every uh, Tuesday on our iHeartRadio and AMFM 24/7 program, talking uh, politics and news and information. But uh, Don also co-hosts a radio program uh, each and every week with our good friend Dan uh, Dan Perkins. About I almost called him Dan Mazella, uh, <laughs> Dan, and, uh, and 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 and. Dan and Don go back and forth about uh, what it takes to succeed in business and things nowadays. Um, first of all, I want to start with uh, Don on this topic. A lot of folks keep blaming robots for uh, manufacturing woes in the United States. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And then we'll let Rashid kind of kick it around here as well. Well, you know, I just um, I heard an interesting statistic yesterday. Do you know that Warren Buffett, the man who everybody says is the sage of Omaha, has been re uh, responsible for over 2 million job uh, losses uh, in the past uh, 10 years alone? Really? When his, his company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, takes over a company, their usual first thing to do is cut staff. Which uh, now, uh, uh, Buffett said that's because most uh, large companies are overstaffed, and he may be right. But you know, no one talks about the fact that um, he, he, one man alone, has been responsible for two million uh, uh, job losses. Yes. And yes, uh, uh, the, the robots and artificial intelligence uh, has affected the workforce, and in fact, will uh, uh, greatly affect us. Salesforce over the next uh, three, three to five years. But what jobs were uh, taken over? The drudge jobs uh, that are uh, part of life, uh, data entry, uh, uh, handling some of the uh, calls we get every day, uh, uh, processing checks, processing the um, uh, the postal office. People don't realize how much of the post office today uses artificial intelligence to read uh, um, uh, that Christmas card you send with that illegible scrawl of yours, <laughs> uh, uh, etc. Um, and and uh, there's no question that uh, uh, robotics and AI intelligence, and by the way, they're, they're the same and they're different, and uh, we should really, I'm going to say it throughout this thing, but uh, uh, because... The difference is robots do repetitive t tasks well and, and uh, precise tasks. And uh, AI, artificial intelligence, learns from its oper from operations and continually learns and improves on the process. Those are, that's the two fundamental differences uh, in the two. 
and but combined, they are going to lead to what uh, some people, and I don't know where our, our other guest stands on this. They're afraid that uh, soon robots will take over the world. So, uh, uh, but in the meantime, they are, they are going to d- disrupt. Um, uh, the uh, the labor force did it in the uh, 19th century England when they uh, uh, recognized many of the looms in the in the various uh, uh, woolen and uh, uh, man- uh, and, ma- and uh, manufacturing sewing etc. But uh, that is the price uh, mankind must pay for progress, and indeed this is progress. Rashid, your, your your thoughts on on what Don was saying and uh, and and how you relate to everything? Well, I'm 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 going to give you guys a different perspective. You know me. You know how I am, uh, James. Here, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I don't know you. So uh, I'm looking forward to learning. Yes, yes. Uh, Don 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 is Don is always you know Don. As far as I'm concerned, Don Mazzella is the perfect radio guest because he's always looking to learn. He's not looking to to, to yeah. come on and battle with people. So so th- this is awesome. <laughs> go, go ahead and jump in there, Rashid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I think I I think Don is right on. I I, I do believe and I and I do trust in 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 what he's saying and his data is 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 on point and exactly what he's saying in terms for, you know, uh, things being disruptive and 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 all those wonderful things he said is spot on. I, but I want to give a different narrative. I want to give a different perspective. And 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 what I want to do is uh, there's a book that was out actually by cha- uh, by a cha- uh, by a champion hammer. Uh, and it was called, and, it, and it's called Reengineering the Corporation. This was created back in 1994. Uh, but the whole, the whole understanding uh, uh, behind this book is to talk about how our marketplace and workforce is 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 growing, and it is expanding itself quicker than we're actually creating talent with inside of the workforce. So when you take a look at now, 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 let me say that again, that the economy and the marketplace is, is moving quicker than we're actually graduating people with degrees. We're actually uh, uh, producing the people with the right skill sets to, to really take, if you will, this, this, this workforce of, of, of virtualization, of nanotechnology, of even artificial technology, the integration actually of STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, math, uh, the advancement actually of uh, advanced and rapid manufacturing. We're not producing uh, in in our schools. We're not producing in our educational system. We're not producing in our institutions um, minds bright enough and quick enough to be able to handle uh, the growth of the marketplace. And so this is where artificial intelligence is coming in, and this is why we're starting to see the, uh, like I said, the integration, actually, of artificial intelligence, because when you take a look at the marketplace, uh, even when you take a look at uh, our recent workforce shift, the data clearly showed that, uh, um, and this was actually some new data, but if you take a look at the Bureau of, if you take a look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it clearly shows that there is a $4.2 million gap uh, when it comes to uh, enough, how can I say, a 4.2 million job gap as it relates to uh, a need for uh, technicians and 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 people who are educated actually in the area of science, technology, and, and engineering and math. And the projection shows 
that by 2020, that number is going to increase by 10 million if we don't get ahead of this curve in terms of understanding that our marketplace is significantly different. The way that we do business is significantly the way that we do business. The way that we manufacture, the way that we do change supply, the way that we do logistics, uh, even warehousing, uh, even the way that we do a uh, 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 financial processing in terms of the integration actually of cloud technology, uh, it, it's fundamentally changing the way that we do we do business. And the reason why that's the case is because of globalization. We have expanded if you we have expanded ourselves if you will trans border where we're doing businesses around the world and 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 and, and what created that is the fact that we're growing, we're trying to expand ourselves with import and export and trade and all those things that we do. Uh, what came along with that is now this, 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 this very wide and, and this very wide and robust, if you will, economy, which created, if you will, a, a new skill set. It created a new way of thinking. So when you now bring in now the scope of conversation about artificial technology and you know, and how can we close this gap and this need of being able to get the work done? This is why artificial technology is going to be so disruptive, and this is why not only is it going to, uh, how can I say this, it is going to cause major job displacement, but it, you know, it really is going to really, uh, 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 how can I say this, um, uh, close a gap. Uh, which is clearly happening right now. If you take a look at any of the research, uh, and I just wanted to make this point, right? So if you, if you take a look at any of the research now, it clearly shows that there is a huge global shortage of talent. Uh, you see this around the world. Manpower actually recently produced, if you will, a survey, and they produce it actually, I believe it's quarterly, where they talk about, if you will, talent, the need of talent, talent migration, right? And if you will, the global workforce. Uh, and even in the United States of America, we're having an issues with uh, things with management, doctors, people who are in the medical technology, right? Just on that alone, we're even talking about the integration of, if you will, artificial intelligence and why robots are being brought to the conversation in the first place. So we say, you know, robots is stealing from us or robots are taking jobs. But really the true, if you will, I can say spirit or energy behind this is the fact that we are lagging in the way that we educate and the way that we are preparing people to get ready for the marketplace and for our economics for the 21st century. I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, that, uh, it's exactly what, what you said. You, you know, the, I'm a board member of the National Robotics Education Foundation, and our yeah. whole, whole reason d'etat is to encourage the uh, inclusion of robotics educa education within the curriculum. Yes. And, and you're absolutely right. We are not. Um, uh, we, we are not producing enough people. You, uh, I like your figure. We say that uh, 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 right now there are 500,000 jobs going begging in the robotics industry for lack of training. And... Um, so I uh, again I couldn't uh, agree more. Uh, Jiggy, this is not going to be a good program because we agree. I think. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> where's Dan when we need him? That's right. Uh, but, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, uh, now, 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 
Dawn, uh, w- w- one one thing a lot of people have been uh, talking about, and I talked with Rashid, w- w- with Rashid on some of the other uh, broadcasts that we've done with them, but uh, robots as CEOs, there, there's a lot of folks that, that scratch their heads when they see this headline. Um, a lot of people think that... Uh, Technology is is taking over and all the various things. Um, I know that you both have uh, similar uh, views on this, so I want to start with you, Don. Where do you come down as robots, as CEOs? Well, you know, um, uh, Jack Ma, the man who founded Alibaba, the the big uh, uh, Internet giant in, in, in China, uh, yeah. uh, said recently that uh, he thought that by t- uh, 2023 or 25, we would see the first robotic CEO. Uh, robotics and artificial intelligence is great at sifting through mounds of data and coming up with a solution. But I, I, right. I, I give you uh, the example. If Steve Jobs followed all of the data, uh, he would have uh, built a, a company, Apple, around the the idea of Microsoft, which is to have an open solution where everybody can contribute. Instead, he said, wait a second, I looked at all the data and I decided I'm going to build a closed system. So now we have two uh, giants uh, in that field, as we have in other Oracle, uh, in other fields. A a robot is is good and probably excellent, for eliminating the human element, for sifting through and identifying one, two, three, four, five different alternatives for any company. But, um, but then, uh, and by the way, I, 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 but, but then there still needs to be that human to make a decision that, that says, yeah, there's five choices, but this is the one I'm going to go to. It may be wrong, but this is it. Because for every wrong uh, person that guesses wrong, and we see it every day in the Wall Street Journal, there's a right who is someone who's uh, uh, bet, bet against it. i just give you an example. I just finished our show um, uh, with Dan, uh, uh, recalculating. Yes. And we had a guest on there who has found a substitute for sugar. And... Uh, uh, Using a natural, a natural uh, occurring uh, plant. Now, if if he had uh, followed all the data, which five years ago said you couldn't do it, uh, we wouldn't have that product. So uh, there is that human side that makes the intellectual leap. Uh, and I I point out, uh, would a robot have made the intellectual uh, leap to the to the wheel? Uh, and, and I think the answer is no. If you study how mankind finally br- uh, brought the wheel into play. So uh, I think it's a nice idea, and uh, I respect m- uh, Mr. Ma because he's made a, a vastly more money than I'll ever do, but I don't believe it will happen. Rashid, your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I, I tell you what, um, I think... I think a lot of folks actually have a misconception about what robotics technology is and also, you know, how, you know, artificial, how artificial intelligence actually work. 
And what folks don't understand is that any type of robotic, if you will, system software, uh, it is, again, programmable, which means that it takes a human uh, to be able to uh, program that, to be able to, you know, uh, uh, how can I say this, to uh, program, if you will, the algorithms and, and, and all of the things that it takes to be able to do what it does. Uh, yes, a robot actually can uh, gather and synthesize information um, um, at a large capacity uh, that the human mind uh, does not do. However, a robot cannot do what we do, which is which is critically thinking. So it can come up with hypotheses. It can give you projections in terms for the projectability of things. But one thing that it cannot do, it cannot test what is a best solution given a situation. So say, for instance, one thing that I love about the human mind is the fact that we're able to gather and learn and synthesize information over years. So say, for instance, you have myself, you know, Rashid. I'm, I'm a young man. I've grown up, you know, and now I'm, you know, of the age that I am. I'm actually in my middle ages. Um, I'm able to go back and pull in my memory bank, right, things that I learned when I was in high school or junior high school or middle school. Robots cannot do that. What people don't understand is that robots experience something which is called intellectual dumping, which means that in order for it to keep refreshed knowledge, it has to dump. So one of the major issues, actually, of robotics technology, which is clearly known, actually, across the robotics, if you will, and especially across the artificial intelligence, if you will, community, is that robots or artificial intelligence dump, meaning it cannot hold if you will, uh, the experience that the human mind holds. So, say, for instance, I'm able to go back and generalize something that I did in high school, and I'm able now to apply new, fresh knowledge as a man who's in my, you know, saying, who's middle age, and I'm able to critically think, I'm able to analyze, I'm able to synthesize and come up, if you will, you know, a new ways of doing things. Now, robots does that based upon algorithms, and they do that based upon scenarios, and they do that based upon gathering information, but it dumps. So, to be able to say that a robot has has the potentiality to be a CEO, that's unique because in order to be a CEO, you have to understand planning, organizing, implementation, project management, and you know, and these other elements. You have to be able to understand the analysis of your financial systems, your management systems across your organization. You have to be able to communicate to people and drive teams. You have to be able to analyze teams. You have to be able to determine what is the best skill set actually for your teams. And robots don't do that. You see what I'm saying? They're good at gathering information, giving us, if you will, a level of statistics and, you know what I'm saying, what I like to say, projections based upon the data that we have. But it does not do what an actual CEO person would do in terms of running a company, running a team, addressing a team, communicating a team, leading a team, uh, uh, moving, if you will, uh, uh, products, goods, and services. Robots don't do that on that level. So, uh, I mean, I agree, you know, with Don that I, I just don't see that either based upon, if you will, artificial intelligence and how it works and also how we do what we do as humans. However, I do believe that robots will outplace a lot of jobs because you see it now across the manufacturing industry. You see it across the healthcare industry. You see it being uh, now the trucking industry where Google has now created and they've brought this new technology about driverless, you know, about driverless technology. Uh, and even that is being tested because they have 
there's been serious, serial situations where these things have gotten off course. They've kind of ran, if you will, cars directly, you know, uh, what I said, a, a, a head-on collision, and they're trying to figure out, if you will, how to be able to customize and how to be able to debug a lot of these things. So even when it comes to even the driving industry, I don't see we're going to be on a road with a bunch of robots driving and shipping freight and cargo and things around the world without some type of, if you will, human touch in there. And here's the reason why. Robots do not synthesize and analyze, and they don't critically think on the level that the human mind critically thinks. Well, I respectfully disagree. Um, uh-huh, see? Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, ahead, I mean, <laughs> there's much of what he just said, uh, and I wish I could uh, get it all. First of all, you are a mere youngster compared to me. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's and uh, that's my envy of you. Um, uh, uh, n- n- number two, um, uh, r- robots can do just about. You know, they can't do planning, etc. They can. In fact, uh, I just read uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, that they figured out how to improve the uh, taxi service in um, the, the the city of Shanghai, so that uh, taxis, uh, the use of taxis, can be optimized. And that's what a CEO does. What they can't, um, and certainly um, we're going to see within the next five to seven years, over-the-road trucking uh, changing. For instance, uh, you can, uh, on the New Jersey Turnpike, just to give, you can ha- have a remote-controlled um, uh, truck that could do the 120 miles uh, on, on the right-hand lane and not the... Uh, 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 put anybody in, in danger uh, if they go on from a depot uh, onto the, the turnpike, and this is what's being planned, uh, to go up 120 miles to the to another depot in which they then get a human driver for the, the final mile. Where the robots are going to have trouble uh, in cars, etc., and, and Google's finding this out um, uh, and Amazon is finding this out, is that final mile, the mile between the warehouse and the actual uh, uh, person receiving the product, because that's still so complicated and it involves so many different things. Just one, uh, one thing, as uh, someone pointed out to me uh, yesterday, the nine steps to go up a stoop to go to ring the doorbell are near impossible for a robot right now. In any length of time, uh, I'm digressing a little bit because you said so many good points. I wanted to keep them all uh, and talk to them because many of the things you say are absolutely true. I do believe, however, that you said that the the capacity uh, that they would have to unlearn things in order to learn new things. Um, that's not the case, in my view. I, um, uh, I I know at IBM and I know at Bell, um, not Bell Labs, but the, the, the successor to Bell Labs, they have now moved the uh, the ability to put into a uh, one one foot square uh, box the equivalent of computing power of the human brain. What it cannot do is the creative part 
of the human brain, uh, go, creating the Jiggy Jaguar uh, Jaguar show. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, think about it. Uh, could, could a well, how could a robot do do a show like this? Yes. Uh, for, right. for, uh, okay, J- Jiggy not, never has to worry. He won't be replaced. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well, Rashid, l- listening to all this that that, that Don has uh, Don has said here, uh, yeah. What 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 do you take away from all this? Because he does make some excellent points that that, that there are there are some some good things that have happened mm-hmm. with. Uh, with oh, the, yeah. But there's other problems with, with robots as well. Uh, break down some of the points Don made there. Okay, uh, so I, I'm going to speak to uh, two of the things that I think that will bring, I guess, a different narrative in the conversation. Uh, one is that he, uh, he talked about, if you will, learning. And he talked, and, and, and again, and let me, uh, let me be clear. I didn't say they have to... Uh, dump certain things to learn new experiences. What I did say is is that what is known is the fact that there is a dumping that actually happens actually with uh, robots. In other words, the storm capacity, right, there is a dumping, and, and you can do a little bit of research, and, and you'll see this across the web where they're having this conversation around this dumping and, and, and how can we, we address that. And it gets to the conversation of what they call, which is smart learning. And because so these are the things that I think Don was speaking about. It's two things. It's smart learning and it's knowledge sharing. Okay. And again, traditionally, like they say, is that, you know, robots are carefully designed, of course, uh, and they're typically very, very good at doing, if you will, precise and repetitive work. Uh, what we know is in terms of new, ta- uh, in terms of new tasks, uh, it says there typically is an inability to sometimes, if you will, cannot cope with a, a unfamiliar or a uncertain situation. And that's what I'm talking about, the situations where when you have that uncertainty and you have those unfamiliar situations where the human mind, where we can work through that process, it takes robots a series of activities and a series of uh, different approaches using different will assimilations and using different, if you will, algorithms, formations to be able to work through that problem. The, the human mind, because we don't, we don't dump at that level, we have a far more greater ability to be able to, if you will, work through and to critically think through that situation. So that's one. Two, it talked about, if you will, robots, if you will, modeling learning uh, through, if you will, through other robots. So there's this wonderful article that was actually on on, on uh, WikiHow articles, and it talked about uh, a master, you know, al- uh, algorithm lets robots teach themselves to perform a useful task. And this is what he was speaking about, about the New Jersey Turnpike and and, 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 and them being able to do what they do, the trucks being able to, you know, run that lane, and then they found that that, that last issue is, if you will, that last, if you will, duration of part. Um, and so this talks about, if you will, the deep learning experience, if you will, that goes along, if you will, uh, inside of robots, especially when you talk about the industrial, if you will, robotics, where there is a large uh, simulation actually of uh, neural networks, and, 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 and these robots are actually through, you know, through this type of uh, indispensable, if you will, training of robots to understand co- content through images and video and audio. 
And, and, and what they have found is the fact, you know, yeah, these robots, yeah, they can through a series of, of events and using images and videos and audios, much like if you will, Champy did actually on, uh, have you guys seen the, the movie Champy where, you know, this, this guy, he was into oh, artificial yeah. intimidation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and, and, and he was programming this piece, and, and these folks wanted to, if you will, shut down the system. And what he did is through connecting, if you will, Champy into, I would say, if you will, a, 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 a super system, I'll call that, where, you know, he was able to plug in through history, and, and it's much like, if you will, like a, 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 like a Wikipedia, where he was able to download and synthesize all this information through videos and, and pictures. He was learning about history and, and, and all those different things to the point that he started to make decisions on his own. And what they found was in Champy, this is very interesting while I'm making this analogy, he then started to make, if you will, unrealistic and damaging, if you will, decisions on his own because it started to, what's the word I like to say this, to super process, if you will. So that's what I'm talking about here in terms of robots have not made it to that level yet, and I don't know will they get to that level and whether that is a wise level for us to get to a point where a robot can can seriously, if you will, make decisions without having, if you will, any type of interaction or any type of, if you will, regulation or any type of, if you will, how can I say this, any type of regulation or any type of, uh, if you will, a uh, structure that can prevent a role. It, it, it would be like this. A robot can actually get a hold of understanding all the information in NASA, or he can get a all the information you know, concerning the NRA, and it can start, if you will, tapping into the systems of, say, for instance, like a you know, like the National Security, uh, if you will, agency, where now a robot without, if you will, the interaction and the touch of a human can launch a missile, right, can make a determination to be able to deploy a warship. You get what I'm saying? That's where I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I tell you my fa one of my favorite jokes? Uh, the world scientists get together and feed into the supercomputer all of a man's knowledge to ask it one question. Is there a God? And Is you know, there a God, right? Yeah. And you know what the computer replied? There is now. <laughs> but uh, what I'm trying, what I'm getting at, I don't know if you're familiar with a, uh, a movie called The Corbin Pro Project, C-O-R-B-I-N, yep. uh, with yep. Dr. Clark. Uh, I mean, um, uh, that's the fear. Uh, it's a fear. Uh, I've had, uh, talked um, and had on, a, on uh, programs um, people who are dealing with that issue because uh, you you know right now there are robots that are uh, in effect reprogramming pro programming themselves and they're worried about that because um, uh, humans cannot get into the core of these programs and they're worried uh, we sh we should worry but then again we we worried about fluoride in the water we we've worried about thousands of things climate change etc and uh, mankind keeps up uh, uh, plugging along um i'm i i'm guessed i'm optimistic cuz uh, i remember uh, reading uh, this uh, quote Man mankind stands on the brink of extinction the ultimate weapon has been found. We must all pray to God 
for deliverance. You know what they were referring to? The English longbow after the Battle of Agincourt. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I, while I think we should worry, I, I think um, we should uh, really more praise the abilities we, uh, we, we have now and will have in the future. And I point back, um, my generation read the uh, science fiction of the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s. And it's amazing how much of it has come to pass and how much of it we did do um uh, even dick tracy's famous wrist radio uh wrist uh, yes, telephone you remember yes, that yes. that was so but that well maybe you don't but i do because it was such a great thing yet we have that today um so i i guess i'm saying yeah let's worry about it but uh, but more importantly let's teach our young people to tame it and be part of it and and benefit from it. That, to me, is what I would much rather uh, hear people talking about. I, I agree. I agree 100%, and I think that this is why conversations like this is so important because I think that, uh, and I can say this, you know, very openly, when, um, you know, I'm stationed here in Atlanta, and, and, and you know, when it comes to you know, even Georgia, the state of Georgia, you know, we, we're... Uh, uh, the, the South is somewhat, if you will, behind in terms for the embracing actually of technology and, and, and where it's going in terms of automation and as well as robotics technology, even nanotechnology, you know, customization and, and, and using these types and types of things and, and having programs to be able to you know, educate and to teach individuals. And that's why really one of the main reasons why I, I, I wrote Career Economics. And in it I talked about, hey, folks, this stuff is coming. So, you know, either we're going to – Get with it. We're going to recognize that it's happening. Uh, it's going to affect our communities. It's going to affect our educational system. It's going to affect even the way that we draw policy in terms of, you know, what's important. So we need to understand, you know, we need to understand what this is. And I think that what's the most critical point about people today is that we need to be involved in this process. And what I mean by that is we need to be involved on a level, not only on, from an educational standpoint, but also from, if you will, a state uh, and a federal level and national level to have a say-so in terms of how much of the integration of technology will it play in our life? In how, how will it shape our life, our communities and our schools, our hospitals, our restaurants? And I think that a lot of people are just kind of sleeping, you know what I mean? And I think that we need to be involved in the process you know what I'm saying? Or you will have a situation, like you said, where, you know, you will have a robot that will be connected to all of the super information systems around the world and have the ability to play, if you will, the role of God. You know, even though I believe in, you know, something supernatural, of course, in my life, and but I, I understand the concept, actually, of when people bring in, you know, the concept of, of, of something having that much power that can really shape, if you will, the world and shape how we live and shape civilization and society, then I think that we need to be involved in that process. And I think that robotics technology, you know, and as well as artificial intelligence has opened the door for us to have major medical breakthroughs and major scientific breakthroughs. And it's customizing uh, the work that we do and helping us to be more effective, helping us to be more efficient, helping us to be more lean, 
I think that the people need to be involved because this really is the voice of the people. That's what we're on today. So I think that the voice of the people needs to be heard on the level in terms of what is going to be the impact of that integration and how do we pull, if you will, the conversation of government, what role will government play, what role will, if you will, a policy play in shaping how this type of artificial technology, mm. robotic technology, and nanotechnology shape the way that we live for the next, if you will, 50, you know, say 50 to 100 years. Yeah. Mm. And, and you know what I say to that? B.S. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, you know, uh, mo- uh, Everything that uh, these advances, government should not be involved. The people definitely should not be involved because there's only oh, the only place this is going to come from is private enterprise, and you didn't even mention it. And that's what what's wrong with all of. Uh, and I, I I don't want I I, I I get exercised because uh, I've spent the last three days on the on this subject because. You know what? What have the people got to do with it? When when uh, a major uh, chain put in um, automatic uh, change makers for their uh, cash registers, they discovered they got a three percent push up in their profits because so many of their their uh, people were making mischange and putting out the wrong change and. uh, small business, uh, Bell Labs, uh, a- the old AT&T, uh, Oracle, uh, IBM, the, the big companies are doing what, what they're supposed to do, which is create, uh, creating products that, that serve us better. Um, and, and the one, and products that are going to serve us better are going to be ro- robotic in nature and artificial intelligence. Yeah, the people are going to get hurt. Um, because they're going to lose jobs, and they're also—I um, don't think they're going to lose um, much of their freedom. But if if you talk to them and they, they sit there, the average man in the street, he, he or she will say, uh, "Oh, we don't want this. We don't want that." Well, what do they want? Um, do they want to go back to uh, the 1910 when we uh, we didn't have uh, refrigerators? We all had ice boxes. And uh, uh, now, what do we complain about? The freon in, in the uh, uh, refrigerators, uh, rather than say, "Gee, it's great to have a, re- a refrigerator." They're going to complain about the um, uh, robotics because they say it's taking away a freedom. What freedom are they taking away? I don't mean to be. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I got on my high, high horse, but uh, I just. Uh, I love it. Mm, okay, <laughs> uh, and 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 here's the reason why I love what you say and I respect what you said, Don. I think there is a there is a heck of a difference between advancement and innovation, and and uh, like back in the day we had the old school big box cell phones. Now we have something which is miniature. You know what I'm saying? That is far more efficient and far more lean, and it's far more, if you will, user friendly. I get that. I understand that. So every analogy I got, what I do have a problem with is that there's a big difference in terms for the advancement of innovation and technology and technology that is going to displace and disrupt entire industries and putting people in the line where 
where where they are dealing with severe unemployment that then turns around and affects the social health, the community health, and the economic health of a society and a community. This stuff is very real because if you take a look at it, if you take a look at it just on you know, just on the truck, the trucking industry alone, you're looking at roughly about 14 million truckers who are looking at being out of work because of, if you will, driverless technology. Now, not still, as long as, now hold not, on, hold on, hold no, no, on. I, now, I just still, have to say, hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Now, deal with the impact of those truckers not having income in their pockets. Deal with the impact of when, when you don't have money, it affects products, goods, and services, and people actually having, if you will, what we call in church, seed for the sower, meaning you having seed in your hand to be able to go and to purchase the things, which actually has a decline, actually, in, if you will, the economics in a city, which therefore affects taxation. So the conversation is more broader, all I'm saying, to just okay. wonderfully things being efficient and effective. I think that it's broader, and, it's, it's, and I agree with the advancement of technology. My conversation and my viewpoint is how, how far should that go? And I do believe that the people should have a voice in, in technology and how it's going to shape their children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and my children and my great-grandchildren, too, is all I'm saying. Good, good thought. But uh, I, what I wanted to say is, I was talking to a senior te- um, uh, Teamster official on Sunday. We were sitting around, and <laughs> he said to me, uh, uh, "There, there is a the, the rapid transit system between Camden and Philadelphia is is fully automated, fully automated. Okay, it's been that way for twenty years. Yet on every yeah. train." On every train that's fully automated is a conductor and an engineer who do nothing. Okay? Now, he said, yeah, let them all come there. He said, but in the long run, you're going to, that guy may not drive the, the, the truck, but he'll be in there getting paid for it. Okay? Um, I understand what you're saying, but, um, uh, uh, I I believe so strongly that let business do its job, which is to make things uh, better and cheaper. What is the the model of Walmart? Better and cheaper. Okay, and uh, what are if you look at companies that are successful today, there there are those that make it better and cheaper. And yes, but no matter what it is, we no longer have blacksmiths in this world. We we no longer uh, have telephone operators. You know, uh, I grew up. Uh, the uh, automation changes things. The, uh, progress changes things. And yes, people are hurt, uh, but it's the it's the price we pay. And to say that the people should have a view view of what they do. They do in one way. They buy the products. If the, uh, you know, for every product that f- succeeds, there's five that fail in, in every single thing. So, um, and uh, as I say, say that to me, the best example is that fast food company. What what is a simple thing? They made an automatic change maker. 
that says if you give them $10 and the meal was seven fifty seven, it's going to give you the correct change back <laughs> automatically. But you, want, but you want to know why they did that, Don? Because people are not educated. They can't count. And, and that's and, the reason why. We both we I mean, both agree on that. I mean, my, my, <laughs> I'm at the I, I'm another plug. The National Robotics Education Foundation. Okay, we're looking for donations because we believe that. And you want to know something? When uh, when robotics are introduced into remedial courses involving uh, at-risk children. The dropout rate drops by ninety percent. Ninety percent. That means I agree. learning. I agree. So, uh, uh, and God knows we need it, and God uh, and God knows kids coming out of. Uh, I'm from an inner city school system that was one of the best in the country. I'm a graduate of it, uh, but that same school system today is a mess. Okay, it's an absolute mess because when I went into a class uh, three weeks ago and listened, I was appalled, uh, appalled at what I saw and heard. Okay, but the same same school that I went to as a child, uh, admittedly a long time ago, and I, if, if I could change one thing, and if you could change one thing, I think we both agree. It is we need to do something about our education system to make our 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 children more um, <clears throat> adaptable to this coming world. Would you agree? Exactly. I agree. I agree one hundred percent with you. Look, you you definitely have my agreement on that one. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm uh, not used to that in this program. <laughs> <laughs> now. Now, now, Rashid, uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit about your book here and how that uh, kind of relates. Because Don, as as he mentioned, he hosts a uh, a, a re, uh, recalculating, which is a, a fantastic program that him and Dan Perkins do. Um, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about your book here, and we'll kind of bat this around for a little bit because I'm sure uh, Don will have some questions for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really would like to say that. I mean, the whole scope of the conversation today is exactly what, exactly what, it's actually what we projected in Careergonomics, and it was to have these conversations and to open people up and to have them understand what are the trends which is going on in the marketplace and and how it's going to affect our education and and so it's talking about you know green technology and the integration of green technology. It even talks about robotic technology. It talks about you know, globalization, global finance, global courts, it, because these are the things that's going to really, these are the things that is going to shape, if you will, our next generations with an S. And so we really need to, you know, open folks up and, and, and have them to, to start take a look at, you know, what what is that world is going to look like. And so that's really what Careergonomics is about from the, actually from the first page all the way to the end and even in the back of it, uh, we created it so that it, it you said, so that it was, it's, it's kind of what a, it's kind of like a textbook, if you will, where it now has people to go and do research. It, it asks them to go and do group discussions and, and all those different types of things because we didn't just want to just simply just, you know, write something out there and say, hey, this is what it is. But we wanted to people to start engaging and having conversations so it could be used in college and university. As a matter of fact, 
It's actually being used actually at the Oxford uh, Business School. It's being used actually actually at the uh, California Workforce Division, and uh, it's being used actually at uh, um, uh, Marion, uh, um, 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 what's called Ohio State Marion College, uh, where you know individuals are able to go through the book. And what it does, uh, Don, is that it actually has uh, hyperlinks and links actually within the book that not only do we have the conversation, we say this is the data. This is where you go to take a look at it. And if you're interested in learning, you know, more about the trends of this, and if you want to understand what are the future trends about this, we gave them, if you will, the links, and we gave them, if you will, the points of contact, reference points, for them to be able to engage their, their, their family, their children, educators, policymakers, and as well as business leaders. So that's actually how it was written, my friend. What's the name of the book? Career Gonomics. Career Gonomics. From two words. Career and Ergonomics. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go uh, look for it. Uh, I'm going to go look for it and talk. Uh, well, you and I will talk further. <laughs> Now, uh, absolutely. Now, 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 Rashid, uh, this this book is is absolutely amazing. You've put a lot a lot of details into this. Uh, what's been some feedback you've gotten on the book so far? Um, I, I tell you, some of the feedback I've been getting actually has has really it's rocked my world, if you will. I like I say, I mean, when we put it together, you know, we put it together because we were traveling in the nation and we were hearing what people were talking about. And I wanted to help more people to understand. So the feedback that we're getting is that uh, the book is is cutting edge. Uh, it's edgy. Uh, it's it's pushing, if you will, the limits. Uh, it's uh, it's calling to question, if you will, our educational system. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, I even had one comment that said, uh, actually, if you go to Amazon. Amazon actually has some some very unique, if you will, uh, comments on there. And in one of the comments that I really thought that really encouraged me to keep on doing the work that I'm doing was the fact that someone had mentioned that if they if if they would have had this book when they were in high school and in college, they would have felt better prepared, actually, for uh, the marketplace and as well as for, if you will, the workforce. And that was one of the, the greatest, if you will, things that really inspired me to keep on doing what I was doing was when I read that. That is, uh, that is amazing, uh, to, to, to have the kind of feedback on, on something like this. Um, now, now Rashid, the, uh, the, the, the book here is, uh, is, is making a lot of waves. I know that, uh, uh, Don, like I mentioned, he has this uh, this program about recalculating. Um, why is it that folks are are into business uh, more than they have been the last couple of years? Well, I, I, I think what you're seeing in the business community is is that it's it's much of what Don spoke about, you know. And I agree when he said, you know, allow the businesses to do what we do, which is innovate and, and customize and create great products and you know and design things to be more effective and efficient. That's what we do with business. That's why we do what we do. And so I think that you know one thing that I did discuss in Curriculumics was a new era of entrepreneurship. Uh, in small business development where there would be uh, a large uh, a focus and emphasis on people wanting to uh, business. And the reason why I say this, uh, there's a gentleman actually that's here in Atlanta. His name is called Dr. His name is, uh, his name is uh, Dr. Judge. 
and uh, he uh, is over a company which is called um, um, Barracuda. And one of the things that he talked about in technology was that folks who are going to be going into business in, in, in this new way of thinking are going to be people who are not going to be people who are going to go into business because they just want to have a passion or they just want to run a nonprofit because they want to give back. But these individuals are looking at the world and they're looking at the world and they're thinking, how can we make the world a better place and how can we innovate and how can we create business products and services that can solve, if you will, problems of our day. And I think that's why folks are really you know, doing what we do in businesses and where there is a greater push in business now than ever before because people are looking at our world and we're recognizing uh, that it's changing and we want to be, how can I say this, we want to be a part of that change and that shift. And so I would, I, I would address it that way. Now, uh, Don, listening to all this, do you have any questions for, uh, for, for Rashid? Well, uh, I have a, a lot, lot of questions. Unfortunately, I'm running up against a hard stop. But uh, uh, what I what I'm going to do is uh, get his email and invite him on to our program to talk about his book in terms of small business, um, and then we can really go go into it. If that's all right with you. Yes. Yep, that would be fine with me. Not not an issue. Not an issue. Um, Don, uh, I appreciate you being with us. Before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online and everything? Uh, um as, as you know, um, our book, Recalculating, just won the uh, Independent Press Award for Best Small Business uh, uh, Book of, of the Year. We're, we're wow. very proud of that. Um, the, the program we're uh, talking to to expanding our list of stations um, uh, recalculating.biz is our uh, site and uh, you always bring up 2sbdigest.com which is our uh, flagship station uh, site it's been with us now we're entering our 18th year and uh, uh, it's still growing and always, as always, Jiggy, thank you for being on the program. You yes. always have the most interesting guests, and I look forward to talking with Rashid again. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, uh, Rashid, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online, pick up the book, all that, so we can get everybody out of here for the day? Uh, outstanding. Yeah, the, the best way actually to get me is uh, actually is, is simply go to RashidBrown.com. Um, all of, I guess, the branding is going to be Rashid, you know, Rashid Brown. Uh, so any, any place across Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those great spaces and places is RashidBrown.com. Uh, actually, uh, Careergonomics, it's actually, it's in a hundred in, it's actually in a hundred and thirty bookstores, thirteen hundred booksellers around the world. Uh, it could be, you know, I mean, you can get it from around the world. Uh, it's now, you know, I've been blessed to be able to, uh, I have the book position actually in uh, 54 countries, 27 languages is being marketed. Uh, so we're just excited to uh, to be able to have great conversations. And so I appreciate uh, the conversation, uh, uh, James and, and Don. What a joy to meet you, my friend. I had a lot of fun. Yes, yes, we 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 had a blast. I will get and I will get you in touch with Don, and uh, we will move forward. Thank you, Rashid. Thanks for being with us today, my friend. I appreciate it. 
I appreciate you guys. Take care of yourself. Have a great day. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. That is Rashid Brown. That is Don Mazzella. That is our iHeartRadio presentation. AMFM247.com. Check us out each and every week. Thank you for joining us. And uh, next week, we've got more coming up here in a few. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.